This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Cohen Bioma Law, PLLC, is 100% native-owned and operated, founded by Vern Cohen Bioma. Their practice areas include corporate law, business transactions, finance, economic development, gaming, casino development, online gaming, real estate, environmental permitting and approvals, telecommunications, government affairs, employment and labor relations, historic preservation and cultural resources, and energy. Cohen Bioma Law is committed to making positive and lasting change in our communities as they support nonprofit volunteering community activism and employing Indian preference in hiring and vendor relations. are now listening to the Carl and J-Man Save the World podcast. I am your host, the five-star, five-diamond chef, J-Man. And with me is the mutton boy to my mutton man, Mr. Only Changes His Clothes Once a Week, Carl. <laughs> hey, uh, good morning. Good morning, everybody out there. Happy Friday. I know. Happy Friday. Yeah, happy Friday. <clears throat> I know we haven't. we normally record. Yeah, on Wednesday, there was a technical <laughs> difficulty. We trust had me. A really, it was odd horrible. Week. Yeah, a really it was horrible. Odd week. And so we had this whole episode already it recorded. It was so good. We had a special guest, and so yeah. you know, big shout out to Jeremy Baca, who we Jeremy tried Baca to bring was back in. Great, the podcast that episode was great. Re-record the whole episode, but he had other things going on, and so unfortunately, we couldn't squeeze him in. For yeah, today. It, it was so. it was perfect. The episode that you did not hear and, so, and I only hear heard. And so we apologize for not being able to present you the original episode that was intended for this week. And so Carl, I'm ready to take a hammer to our freaking soundboard <laughs> because it's caused us a lot of trouble this last week and a half. Yeah, I know. I know this, uh, the road soundboard has given us great hope and it die. I mean, it, it, it's, it's still living. It's just that it's giving us so much trouble. And so right now, thanks to our roadcaster, we sound like a real shit show right now. Just unprepared. Yeah. Episodes not coming out in the day that they're <laughs> supposed to. We had a really good episode. Oh, my God. Now, it was so good. Yeah. Jeremy Baco was so good. You have to just listen to us rant for, I don't know how long, because then, you know, the, my Jeremy was like half the episode. Yeah. My jokes were on top. <laughs> <laughs> Carl's dr- jokes had dripped. Yeah. They were. Yeah. They were. They had. Uh, what was the new word? The fire. They were on. Um, they were they, on fleek. They were on. Yeah, whatever you said. <laughs> I don't even know the new words anymore. I just know they were groovy and they were cool. <laughs> they were dope. They were dope. And so I, I apologize to you all out there that do support us. I apologize to uh, our buddy Varen Cohen Vioma. Sorry for all the money you're sinking into this <laughs> sinking ship. Sinking ship. <laughs> 
He's probably he's like, uh, circle of givers out there. It's like, it's like calling on the phone. He's like, tell Frank to not write the check for this season. <laughs> make sure that check makes sense. Make sure you make sure you exit out on that check there. <laughs> Void it out. And, and so, like, this is equivalent because I just mentioned the thirty pack circle of givers. I apologize to you all. This is like the equivalent of like spilling the beer, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like we spilled the beer, all the money that they sunk into keeping the party going. And we just freaking spilled the beer. It's like you're driving home and Hopi PD pulls up right behind you. So you get scared. Yeah. And then you throw the 30 pack out the window. No, they come up and say, Hey, you know, um, why aren't you sharing? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> and and so we, we, we apologize for that. Yeah. But basically, you know, and we'll, we'll do our best to re- recreate what, the what was being said? Was yeah. To be in oh here. man, I, I, I. That's why I wore the same shirt because I was going to literally forget on who I was going to shout out. Yeah, yeah, you truly are Captain Sweatpants today because I can smell you because those are the same sweatpants <laughs> that you wore in the last recording. But basically, what we did was that we went over our uh, weekend. Yeah, yeah. Which was the Western Navajo Fair weekend, and so I guess by the time that. Most listeners listen to this. It'll been at least a full week. A full week. Well, in this episode has, yeah. Of what happened. But it was a really, I thought it was a good experience. Oh my God. It, it, was, it was great. It was a really good experience. Yeah, it was great. And so, you know, the Western Navajo Fair happened last weekend. And depending on when you listen to this, possibly a week and a half to two weeks ago. But we were invited to do a live podcast for the very first time. And it was an interesting experience because then, you know, the Western Navajo Fair yeah. is a pretty big thing. Oh, yeah, it, it is. It's a pretty huge thing. And I think that what enhances it is the fact that right across the highway, you got the Duvi gathering that's going on at Munkapi. And that's something that you participated in. Yeah. Over the weekend, yeah. you had a dance group. There were multiple dance groups. I, was, I didn't have to go anywhere. I saw all the dancing on, on Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> you know, I, I, I saw all the streaming online on it, KUII. You, there, there was a, an OnlyFans group that was streaming the the dancing. <laughs> through the Tubi. I just had to pay twenty bucks just to be able to see all the dances. But and and so you know, and I guess that's kind of a, a way that we can at least describe it because then you know the weekend happened. Yeah, the weekend and, happened. And yeah, Tuba was insane. Oh my god, it was it great. It was packed. It was packed. It was packed. It was packed. And you know, I I don't think that I have ever quite seen Tuba that packed before for the Duvi or the Western Navajo Fair weekend. And I really I think what it what attributes to that is the fact that this is the first time that they've had it. Ever since the COVID. Yeah, the COVID. 2019 was the last year that they had the fair. And then so, you know, everybody was forced to not indulge for two years. And then they brought it back. And then so it all, all the folks came rushing back. Similar to our Mexican pizza Taco Bell, yeah, yeah, and everybody, strategy. yeah, everybody wanted a piece of it. Everybody yeah. wanted a piece of it, and then so that Friday, well, you know, I, I guess things probably really kind of went off the chain on Saturday because I remember on Friday that when I was getting ready to go to the live podcast, yeah, yeah. I, it didn't take me very long to get into the fair. Like I just literally drove in, yeah, got I did, to the yeah. parking lot. I was there since nine o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Riding all the rides. I got right. the $35, the $35 band. And then so you're there. It was because of you that the, the kids ride stopped. <laughs> you got on the Caterpillar they got ride. got on the Caterpillar ride and then you had to repair it afterwards. <laughs> but but so, so, I, so I get there and it's me, you, yeah. and then our marketing intern, AJ, we all three of us, we went 
And then so we get there and we meet our buddy Jeremy at the front. And then, you know, he takes us to the back. And the cool thing was that we got to experience kind of this VIP yeah. experience because they had a green room. Yeah. They had a green room. Not painted green. For all the acts that were performing on the main stage, which is what I think was probably the coolest thing about being involved with the Ferris that we got to be on the main stage. Yeah. And so at the Western Navajo Fair in Tuba, there's this amphitheater that they have. And this pretty huge stage. And they got somewhat this resed out, I guess, stadium seating because they're not individual seats. They're no. basically just kind of like deweys, platforms. Yeah. Big deweys that they have. And so people just cram into there. And so we get there and then he takes us to the green room. Yeah. Takes us back to the green room and there's like lawn chairs there. <laughs> there, there were like lawn chairs and a cooler back there. With there's the, a hose. <laughs> For just our all, water to drink. It's like he showed us the nicer green room. And it's like there's a TV, there's a couch, there's like uh, plants on the side there. And yeah. he's like, this is not for you. And <laughs> this is this for is, the this is for acts. the important people here. So he takes us to the back, and he, then we're right by the outhouses. You know, like you know, you can hear people farting and stuff yeah. like that. And he's like, this is this is. And they what. got wooden pallets for us to sit <laughs> on. And- you sat down and you got a splinter in your good Yeah, and that's this, when um, you decided to come. If you guys get thirsty, there's a hose out here. Don't drink from this hose because this one connects to the outhouse. Drink from this hose, <laughs> even though they look the same. You know, and then you complained, and I complained. And then then they got nicer and chairs. They got actual furniture for us, <laughs> riding in bottles of water. No, we're just joking. And so, no, they took really good care. Yeah, of us. they actually they, they really took did. really yeah. good care of us because. Yeah. Uh, because you are right that when they did bring us back to the green room that we saw real fancy air yeah there, big tv i thought we we're gonna stay in real there. nice yeah. furniture you're already all pumped up because like, then you had yeah. your xbox controller yeah i think they did have your, an xbox back there. yeah your gaming headphones already and then he showed us and we we're like eyes oh, got big and he's like <laughs> but these are for the real VIP. yeah these are for the important you, people you guys here. are in a different area <laughs> And then so he takes us to a second green room. Yeah. And then in the second green room, because we had been making jokes all week that we were opening up for the drag show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so in the second green room, that's where the drag queens were getting ready. Yeah, Or or the the drag participants, because then at some point in time, I actually did go out of my way to speak to the the drag competitors. Yeah. And I learned a little bit more about the drag, the drag culture, I guess. Yeah. And so learned that there actually are, there is such a thing as drag kings. Yeah. There's drag queens. There's guys they, that do drag as guys. Yeah. Chicks that do drags as chicks. I don't know how that works. Wait, wait, wait. But okay. That, that's you got, me, you got me confused there. And you can imagine how I felt. You were confused in that too. conversation. You were confused about your gender. Or- <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, going to the fair, I mean, going to the stage, I mean, I felt a little you know, excited at the same time and then scared at the same time because we never done that before. No, we never no. done it. I I usually stick in the background. We're usually here in the studio. We're we're comfortable. Yeah, talking our shit. Yeah, the safety and, of yeah. four walls exactly in a floor and and you know like to to be in on that stage there where like uh, big time headliners were like with Ja Rule and. Um, that was that was that was the part that I really enjoyed about being invited to do it on that stage. Yeah, and you know, for for a small town like Tuba, I think Tuba's like the population's like somewhere between ten thousand to fifteen thousand people. Like the legit definition of a small town. And but then yet, you know, because of this huge event, the Western Navajo Fair, the Tuba gathering that they've had acts like Nelly. Yeah, they've yeah. had acts like uh, Juvenile. 
Yeah. Just this past weekend, they had Maya. They had uh, 112, uh, Montel Jordan. Yeah. And then, you know, like they had um, Little Rob and MC Magic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, when Little Rob and MC Magic, that's when, you know, all of the, all the Vato natives (laughs) came out, you know. All all, the the, Navajos uh, brought out their uh, lip liner and all all the people our age dusted off their uh, shell toes (laughs) or their their Converse, their all stars. Yeah. They had to get their uh, colored rags out and brought brought out their uh, Dickies. All the Dickies (laughs) came back out, all the plaid and the flannel. Came back out, only buttoning it right up at right the top. Right at the top of the neck area. All, all the dudes shaved their heads. <laughs> all the, what was like it? The, what the loco glasses that were worn there. <laughs> the dark loco glasses. It was funny because, when, you know, I saw a meme on social media. Yeah. Kind of people talking about, you know, natives, they don't even take the time to try to learn their own language. But then little Rob and MC Magic come to town. All of a sudden they're speaking Spanish. <laughs> And that is true. That is probably true. I, 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 I think that is true. So, you know, like we got on stage and it was great. It was great. And we, you know, we had tens of people that were there in the audience. <laughs> the tens and, and tens of uh, people. You know, I, I had bought I had bought two new Sharpie pens just in case I was, you know, be signing beehoods and goodies <laughs> and stuff. Oh man, I was I was prepared for that. I had like a, a trash bag in my pocket just in case Lumas were flying up at us. <laughs> and and I was I was so prepared for that. You know, I was like taking it out like a little kid at the dance. You know, shh, shh, shh. you hear that Your bag. Shh, shh, shh. You hear that bag just going off. Shh, during the live podcast just in case you know anything flies on stage so you got little kids that when there's katina dances <laughs> the coyotes start coming into the kibble yeah then the little kids they break out their little plastic bags or bashes their bashes bags, bags. And, little <laughs> and then as the first person comes into the performance area yeah carl pulls out his plastic plastic bag, bag. thinking that lomos are about to start flying <laughs> And it was great, you know, I was like, have just in case, you know, I was like, all right, I was cracking open the new Sharpie pens just in case. <laughs> but, you know, it, it was it was an interesting thing to prepare for because like you, like I, I was nervous because yeah. we had never done a live podcast. Yeah, Usually, yeah. Even, you know, for podcasts that do live podcasts that they're in, in the same environment that they do in a normal podcast. Yeah. The only difference is that it streams live on some sort of platform, Facebook or TikTok, YouTube. I don't know. I don't know where the and live things I, happen. I, I think. I, I think on um, on Instagram, it's still uh-huh. up. Yeah, on Facebook, on my phone just you know it was just it <laughs> was T Mobile and it was crappy and it kept cutting in and out. So and, and so and so you know so I didn't know how to prepare. It was our very first live podcast ever. Yeah. We're yeah. going to do it in front of people. We're going to do it at a big event, and you know because we're pretty big in this area, we're pretty big on Hopi. There is a pretty decent Navajo audience that we have. And so, you know, I expected that, you know, there, we're, there's going to be some people there. Yeah. There's going to be some people there. Yeah. What, what can we talk about? And the other thing that I thought about, too, is that there might be some people that are new because then, you know, we had this great idea. It's like, how are we going to get people to come listen to us live when you yeah. got so many other cool things going on? You got rides, you got vendors, you got good food. 
let's offer free pizza. Yeah. Let's offer free pizza. And it's let's not offer the bullshit Caesars. Let's go all out. Let's get pizza edge. Yeah. Let's get pizza edge pizza. And so, you know, we had this the idea authentic that, stuff. that there's pizza edge is going to bring the crowd in. Yeah. That's going to happen. And so in my head, I thought, okay, you know, there's going to be some new people because what native turns down free food. <laughs> And so I'm thinking that, you know, there's going to be some people there. And so, you know, trying to strategize as far as what it is. Thinking that we're not going to have enough pizza. Exactly. And I was expecting a pizza, right? Everybody went home with a full box of pizza afterwards. And and so, and then it's about our time to get on stage. And then so, you know, because right when we get there, when we get to the green room, that they had uh, one of the bands that was going to play after us. Yeah, the they, horror pops. The horror pops. Yeah, the horror and pops. So they Shout had, out to them. And so they had their equipment on stage. They had their equipment guys, I guess, making sure that everything was hooked up, making every, making sure everything was working. And then so as soon as they got done, we went up there and we started setting up our stuff. And then starting from there, what could go wrong Went, went wrong. wrong and everything in between and yeah. everything in between <laughs> and then so when we started to get set up one you forgot the power cord power cord was here in the studio to, to the box yeah and then so we had our guy jeremy and then one of the other helpers i guess the stage helpers trying to find a cord then we found the cord and then then there was no box yeah to connect the cord to the power and then the little thing the little dealy thing the the thing that sticks out in order to connect to the power broke off and then so we find the cord, we find the box, you plug it in, and the board's not turning on. And the board's not turning <laughs> the on. the board's not yeah, turning on. Yeah, the board on. turning And on. by the time we realized that the board's not working, we're already like 10 minutes past yeah. when we were supposed to start. And my, yeah, everything was and crazy. And then you discovered that the power connector, I guess, was broken. Yeah. And so there was Broke no way yeah. to charge into it. And so and so that that's another reason why I'm ready to take a hammer to this damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> but then once we got rolling, because then, you know, we improvised. Yeah. And so we, yeah. got, we got some live mics and then we started. And it was funny because then, you know, as we were getting ready to go on stage, as we were chilling in the green room, talking with Jeremy, like the weather was perfect. Yeah, it was nice. Like, the weather was perfect. Nice. There and was clouds in the 72 sky. 72 degrees. There was no wind. Like I was thinking in my head, like, man, the weather is perfect right now. We're going to do our live podcast outside. Like the gods are just blessing us. Like they're yeah. rolling out the red carpets for us to go do this podcast live. We're going to create so many new followers. We're going to have so many new listeners. Yeah. We're really going to touch some hearts out there with our words. And because I'm thinking, you know, the weather is just so perfect right now. Yeah. And then so we get on stage after we overcome our technical issues, we finally get started. And then the three people that were there at the beginning trickled in. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get started and we start podcasting. But then, you know, and then big shouts out to our uh, marketing intern, AJ, because she had the ideas like, why don't you guys also go live on Facebook yeah, yeah, and yeah. go live on Instagram? And so we set both our phones up and to, then, for one phone to go live from Facebook and one to go live from Instagram. And like you mentioned before, the the live podcast is actually on our Instagram. Yeah, so on if Instagram. you haven't seen that yet, you can go find that on Instagram. And so we get that set up. We start rolling and then we get really deep into conversations, start knocking it out of the park. And then all of a sudden it starts raining dude, and dude, blowing. It starts blowing and then everybody, <laughs> uh, the stage hands are like, you know, screw the guys, screw the guy. We got to tape, we got to save the important things in here. <laughs> Fuck your podcast. Fuck your we podcast. Got the horror pops instruments, we got to <laughs> save it. 
And so as we're doing this live podcast, there's probably like about five guys behind us scrambling, <laughs> and trying to cover all. And of we're the trying to talk instruments. Yeah, that were go- and behind us. Yeah. And so there was like chaos going behind us as we're trying to do our podcast. And then I think the weather kind of chilled out a little bit, but because it was blowing and, you know, for, I have my format, I have yeah. my format sheet that yeah, kind yeah. Of directs the episodes and then the wind took that. And then, so that blew off. And then, so all of that was going on. And then, you know, we finally get towards the end and I had recruited one of the drag participants yeah, the drag queens. To, be, to be a guest, yeah, to be a guest on the queen. podcast, because I wanted to kind of talk about that because we were the lead in. For that, and then so you know, I, I took it upon myself to go to the back, strike up a conversation, learned a little bit about what it is that they do, and then the the guy never showed up. Yeah, the guy never showed up, and you know, maybe you mean the, you mean the queen never showed up. <laughs> maybe they did, maybe they did, but you know, because chaos was going yeah. on, they and said, then he saw that there was 12, wind, 12, wind and rain, twelve people out there. He's like, "Fuck <laughs> this, this ain't worth it. I got to get my makeup on." Yeah. And so, you know, then the guests never came through. And then so we chuggled on. We trudged on like troopers. Then it finally ended. And then when it finally ended, then the pizza finally showed up. (laughs) (laughs) And then so our grand idea to lure people in with With free free food. food, Yeah. Then the pizza finally shows up. And then so then, then we were done. And then, but it was nice though, because then, you know, a lot of the folks that were there, they all came up and they got a box of and pizza. they got a box of pizza. I had stickers. So I was handing out stickers. I had some t-shirts. And so, you know, I like to give a big shout out at the moment right now to my big sister, Shelly Hungiva, who did take some really nice pictures of us while we were there. And then also to, to uh, one of our good buddies, uh, of any skateboarding. He was also there too with his kid. And so, you know, gave them a t-shirt nice and then nice. so you know it, it was there were people there yeah there, there were, were people, people there. There, were people there were people there yeah and then so we were able to do that and then plus the the recording is on our instagram but that was basically how it went yeah i mean like it was great i mean i had to go because i had my dance group that i had to tend to and we had practice our final practice that same night too so the thing ended around what four o'clock, almost five o'clock uh, Navajo time, mm-hmm. four o'clock our time. So we had to get back to Odvella in order for us to go do our our thing. So and on Saturday it was great. You know the weather was great. It was hot. The the on uh, during Duvi it was hot there and it man. was great. And oh man, all the kids were all my little dance groups. And shout out to all of them. You know, thank you for all your support. You know, thank you for all the the parents making this happen. You know, for for making the your kids uh, you know light up and everything like that. And buying the Texas Twisters out there, the mutton sandwich that the line was such a mile long there. And you know, I didn't even get my mutton fix and everything like that. So, and I think Saturday is when things really went off the rails it because did. I remember I was like, "Fuck this, man." I don't want to be in this town that just all of a sudden grew to the second largest town yeah. in the state of Arizona. It was like, like Phoenix, I, I got to get out of here. It was like Phoenix condensed. And so I, I left that early Saturday morning yeah. because my wife's field, there's still corn in there. And so yeah. I was going to go check on it. And then so as I was leaving, they're getting ready for the parade, the Western Navajo parade. Oh, that and was so something that's different. Such a yep. huge that thing. That was crazy. And so I basically got to be in the parade yeah. an hour before yeah. the parade started because I got out and where we live, it goes 
directly on the parade route to get yeah. out of town. Yeah. And then so I got on the road and man, the streets were just packed, packed streets. Uh. There were people walking on the streets selling different things, selling breakfast foods. They were selling uh, just like toys for kids. Yeah. Jewelry. They had people walking around selling jewelry. And then I was trying to drive out, but like because the parade was an hour away, they were starting to like shoo people off the roads. And so they were trying to clear the road. So I think I left just that in time. And then I drove out this way out to Hopi to check on the field. And then I was thinking because it took me three hours, like there was a difference of three hours. And so I figured, you know, three hours, the parade has to be over by yeah. now. It yeah, has yeah, yeah. to be over by now. Like what parade lasts, lasts for, for that three long. hours? Yeah. I'll tell you what parade lasts for three <laughs> hours. The Western Navajo Fair Parade lasts for three hours because then when I drove back, like the parade must have just ended. Yeah. Like literally just ended because when I got into into Tuba, that going up Main Street, I could see a lot of the police vehicles still on the road. It looks like there was still a blockade. Yeah. But as I approached where the blockade was, it looked like the blockade was disappearing. Yeah. And there were tons of people walking on the road. I was like... The road's for cars, not for people to walk on. And it literally took me about 45 minutes to get to move half a mile. <laughs> and that's that's how packed that yeah. that that, yeah. uh, that weekend was. And, you know, it's a tale from my kids because they went to the fair, too. They went to the carnival and they left our house probably like at maybe two or three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. And they didn't get to the fairgrounds till six o'clock. <laughs> and the distance from our house to the fair is probably a mile. Yeah, it's probably a mile, a mile and a half. Yeah. Three hours just to mm. traverse mm. one mile to get to the carnival. It so was that, that's, crazy. That's kind of a packed. demonstration as, as how packed that, that weekend was. And, and then to make it all worse, that the uh, traffic light went out the traffic lights went out and <laughs> that they had were, to be fun yeah and then you know you had police directing traffic which was horrible <laughs> and you had you had traffic backed up all the way in uh towards Munkapi area going towards uh flagstaff or uh you know going towards that way going towards the fair going towards main street it was just horrible we could see that and so, we, you know, it was crazy. And I'm glad that we didn't go anywhere other than just Doobie. You know, we had a we had a house that we went to and shout out to them uh, for housing us, uh, housing our dance group there. And um, we had our, our little area that we did and we were we were perfectly fine. You know, they, they fed us. We, we didn't have to go anywhere to go get fed and stuff like that and we danced our heart out we you know the kids enjoyed themselves we had texas mm-hmm. twisters you know and then uh you know and shout out to um uh what was it last minute screen printing i got this great shirt there on sunday and it was it was perfect it was a perfect weather perfect day it was it was great you know we had rain in the afternoon and hail hail was there but you know all in all it turned out really great so I have a controversial take on Thuvi. Okay, go ahead. I, I had this conversation with my brother over the weekend, and the, you know, you think about Thuvi because I saw everything. Like, like I mentioned before, yeah, yeah, I saw people posting pictures of their kids that were dancing. They had comments like, "Oh, I'm so proud of my child. They yeah. danced their hearts yeah. out. That they made it rain. That they they brought the rain." Yeah. But my my take is that even though everything 
is kind of about our culture. As far as Thuvi goes, at least as specifically as far as the dancing goes. Yeah. That there's nothing traditional about it. Okay. That there's nothing traditional about it because even though people are posting about their kids, exclaiming their pride and exclaiming that they dance their hearts out, but they didn't dance all day uh-huh. like a real tiki. Thing. Yeah. That they didn't, that they were basically a part, they were an attraction for an event whose purpose is to make money. Yeah. And so really, the real rain that they made was the green rain, <laughs> like a strip club. Yeah. And I, I saw a, a Facebook post specifically about Duvi because what this Facebook, post, this Facebook post was talking about this individual, he was talking about a conversation that he had had with his son. Yeah. And talking about the different groups that were dancing. Yeah. And this individual said that his son had asked what are all the different groups that are dancing, Dad? Uh-huh. And then so he kind of listed off what all of the groups that they had saw. Yeah. And then within there, there was a buffalo dance. Yeah. But then the father made a note to his son that, but now it's not the right time for buffaloes to be dancing because there's still farmers out there that are still harvesting, that we don't want the weather to change yeah. to cold just now. Yeah. Because there's still nut money out there that we don't want it to freeze. Yeah. And so, you know, his post was basically about kind of this message about in Hopi that we do believe that there's a time and place for everything. Yeah. And so it got me to thinking because then, you know, like so much has changed, I guess, from the Hisat time. Yeah. But I guess, you know, and then that was kind of another thing, too, that we had this previous conversation in a previous episode talking about what's the definition of a devout Hopi. You yeah. Know, what's the difference between a devout Hopi Versus a non-devout Hopi. And I guess, you know, that's another thing too that you could add to the list of what a devout Hopi is. Is that we still believe that there's magic, I guess, with our doings. Yeah. And I guess some of the taboos as far as what the magic is, is that if you do something incorrectly, then you're inviting harm into your life. Or you're inviting harm into what's supposed to be good that you're inviting into. And so, as far as the post and what it got me to thinking about is that, you know, I, and I, I, I'm I sure that, you know, there's people out there that love to do this stuff. Oh, yeah. You love to yeah. do this stuff. I like to do this. And, you know, because then you guys think of it as a good thing. I think, as, you uh, know, you know I, I think of the, you know, I think of Doobie as like an Indian day, sort of like, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like a clash of all the natives wanting to dance, you know, just to dance because they've. They want to entertain the people with good thoughts, with good, with good, uh, you know, good memories good and juju. stuff, good juju and stuff like that. And it's not just Hopis that dance there. You know, there there are others like Zuni and that Navajos. Yeah, Navajos that will Abe go Chase there, are dancing there <laughs> to do their round dance. Apache crown dancers <laughs> dancing there now. You know, and, and I, I think of it as just like, you know, hey, it's a good time there. We're there because people are there to wanting to make money. They're wanting to uh, sell their items because maybe that's their livelihood mm-hmm. and, and, and things like that. So I, I I don't think of it as like a, a real um, Hopi thing, but I mm-hmm. think of it as like, you know, we're going to another village. Mm-hmm. We're going for, uh, mm-hmm. 
you know, dance at another another village there. And yes, we are dancing at another village, uh, sort of like at a like um like Kipo, you know, where where we they, go over they, there. They shouldn't let you specifically be a part of Thuvi anymore. All the <laughs> shit that you talk about my village on the air. I'm, I'm gonna have to start a petition on that. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. I, I praise Munkapi. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with you. You're the only one that's uh negative towards your own village. <laughs> And and I guess, you know, the other part that it kind of got me thinking, too, because then, you know, we've always had this side conversation off the podcast. Yeah. But then I guess really as far as like uh, cultural knowledge. Yeah. Or like cultural education. Oh, yeah. It's that, you know, because I mentioned that Hopis, we do believe in this concept of of, of mise en place. Yeah. A, a place, time and place for everything. But because things like Duvi kind of alter that. Things like Indian Day mm-hmm. alter that. Things like dancing in Vegas in December alters that. Things like dancing at Chase Field and U.S. Airways or Footprint Center down. Oh at yeah, Phoenix yeah. Stadium, like know, all of that. Scottsdale, all, or all of all of that. Changes, Sedona changes that. And so it's like there we we have to I guess you know there has to be some sort of balance as far as respecting this idea. Of a time and place for everything. Because then, you know, I know that there are people out there that like that. Like if I were to make a public post and say this on there, that'd be a lot of negative comments. Like, oh, you're just being a hater or how come you can't just let the people be happy? And that sort of thing. Because then, you know, we brought this up the last time in our lost episode that we'll never hear the voice today is that. There are people out there that still have tons of knowledge about how we should go about being Hopi yeah carrying our ceremonies carrying our traditions and that sometimes when they try to correct people or straighten how we think out that they're met with resistance because then I guess it'd be the equivalent of the cops coming up to break up the party it's like those fucking cops they came and they're trying to break up the party we're just not having fun I was just not talking to this chick and I think that I probably could have smashed but the damn cops came and, and they're ruining our fun and then so, you know, it's like this these cultural police, I guess, cultural police that kind of come around and try to break up this party that we're having. Yeah, yeah. Dancing in December or, you know, some of the things that we really shouldn't be doing. And then, you know, and then we get mad. We get yeah. mad about those things. Well, I don't get mad. I actually cheer those on. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a cultural police fan. So <laughs> I, I, I understand, you know, like, you know, going back to going back to like the traditional part of it where we only dance during certain times of the month mm-hmm. uh we we follow a set a set uh calendar you know we we follow through that and yes america has made it so where we we have indian days in school you know the mm-hmm. bia has made it so that <laughs> i like how you said america has made it so <laughs> America has made it so America, you so, know. So kids out there, you better think Uncle Sam that he let you keep your culture, <laughs> and that that is actually true because you know I I kind of have to thank Christopher Columbus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to I have to kind of thank Christopher Columbus for making it happen, and the reason why Get is because <laughs> no no okay hear here. me hear me out hear me out. <laughs> The reason why I'm thanking him is because without him, we wouldn't have Native American Heritage Day. We wouldn't have uh, we wouldn't have these certain days like that. We wouldn't have where we're fighting for something. We would we would just be 
who we are. You know, we would be who we are and we, we would be like have that. a holiday. We wouldn't have a holiday. Your, your argument is that if it wasn't, yeah, for, if it wasn't Columbus, for Christopher Columbus, we, we wouldn't, wouldn't have, have holiday. that holiday for making us for making Indian Day happen. <laughs> It's not Indian Day, Carl. It's the same thing. It's not. The it's same the same thing. thing. Indigenous, not, indigenous, indigenous day, indigenous whatever. It's just a politically correct thing, and you're you're saying the same thing. Indian, indigenous. It's still, it's still the same thing. You know, this reminds me of a bet that I once made. Uh huh. I made a bet with a guy. Okay. We bet lunch. All right. And I told him that uh, Indians, that Indians, the people that live in India. That they don't call themselves Indians either. That they have their own name for themselves. Yeah. And so the reality of it is, is that in the, the word, the term Indian is a fully colonized word developed by colonizing peoples. Yeah. Starting with Great Britain and then transcending over here to the Americas, to which is what they called our people. And so I made this bet with this guy. Uh-huh. And then he tried to claim that I said something else. But he has yet to provide proof that uh, he he won this bet, so he lost the bet. No, he did and not I, lose the I'm bet. I'm still awaiting lunch from this guy. He did not lose the bet. He, so he clearly won the bet. I should publicly shame this guy <laughs> and tell the world don't bet this man because he won't pay up for his bets when he loses. Yeah, you should have said that on Indian Day. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and, and that was another thing, too, because we had talked about that. We had talked about Indigenous Peoples Day because that also happened very recently. Yeah. And then so you had a lot of folks celebrating Indigenous it's Indigenous Peoples Day, right? Or is it Indigenous Heritage Indigenous Day? Indigenous Heritage Day. Are yeah. you sure? I think so. Okay. I just call it Indian Day because it's the same thing. <laughs> it's, it's the same thing. It's not the same thing. It's the thing, same Carl. thing. It's Indian Day. Just call it Indian it's Day. It's not Indian Day. It is. Just call it how it is. Indian Day. Well, you show me one post where one person said happy Indian Day. I did. I'm the and- one who said that. <laughs> I said that on I said that on my Facebook thing. Shut up. <laughs> So I that's my post. That's my post there. So I mean I, I you know, you have to thank somebody in order for us to be active like this. You yeah. have to be Well, I mean, I guess yeah. to support to support your argument, and I, I do not like to support anything that you say, but I guess the devil's advocate to support your argument is that, you know, uh some people, you know, they say, Oh well, indigenous people's day is every day. Yeah. Which which I guess really it should be. Because it should then, be. you know, like yeah. we, we just got done talking about devout Hopis that if you're a devout Hopi, that you're being Hopi every day. You're you're doing something, you're making some sort of action that demonstrates your Hopiness, I guess, every day. And then so really, you know, Indigenous Peoples Day shouldn't be any different from any other day. But the difference is, and I guess, you know, this is kind of the argument that you're making, that it was made in contention of Columbus Day. Yeah. Because Columbus Day, as everybody knows now, didn't discover anybody. No. no. He was lost at sea. As no. a matter of fact, you know, he brought genocide yeah. and a lot of death yeah. to this country. And But yet he's honored as a hero. Yeah. By all the Pahanas out there because, you know, heroes can only be white, apparently. Yeah, of course. It's all in the movies. It's all in the movies. Yeah. And, and so and that, that happened very recently. And so I don't know if you did anything specifically to celebrate Indigenous Peoples Day. Yeah, I watched uh, the History of Columbus Day. <laughs> I went to uh, go out and kill some uh, Indians, just like what uh, what uh, um, what Bugs Bunny did. Huh? What Bugs Bugs Bunny did. <laughs> one little, two little, three little Indians. You know that. You remember that? <laughs> I believe it was one little, two little, three dead Indians. Oh or yeah, something like that. 
something, yeah, something, something like very, that. Very, but it was very racist. But but anyway, like you know, yeah. I mean, like without without somebody making that happen, we wouldn't be fighting today for our heritage. We wouldn't be fighting today for our culture to to be here. The the argument that you're making is that Batman can't be Batman if there's no Joker. If there's no villain, then there's no need for heroes. Yeah. And, you know, I, something kind of just popped into my head because, you know, it's football season right now. And I'm yeah. part, I, I have a fantasy, several fantasy football yeah. teams. I'm in several leagues. And then, you know, I, I got a quarterback that plays for the Kansas City team. And so he's a really good quarterback. Yeah. And the Kansas City team is really good. And so because I have this quarterback on my fantasy football team and sometimes when they play, I'm like, I want this guy to do good because then, you know, if he does good, I do good. Yeah. And all of these leagues that I'm in, there's money involved. And so I'm trying to win this money. And when this quarterback does good and then, you know, I'll watch the games when they're on. If this team's playing, I'll be watching them when they're on. And then at first I'll be like, OK, I'm going for this team because I want my quarterback to do good. That plays for this Kansas City team. And then the fucking fans just start there. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, the, uh, the warrior chant. And it pisses me off. And then after that, I'm like, fuck my fantasy team. I hope this team loses. Uh huh. I hope this team loses. And he became you know, a white man after that. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess, you know, that's kind of like something, at least as far as the theme of Indigenous Peoples Day, is that, you know, a lot of sports teams have changed their mascots. Yeah. A lot of prominent sports teams I mean, I, I mean, have changed I, their mascots. The Washington team. And we now, did have a discussion about we, that. We, as we had a discussion yeah. about that. The commanders are now the commanders. And then even the baseball team, the Cleveland Indians are they, the, they changed their name too. I, I forget what they're like the Cleveland 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 uh Cleveland not Indians. Yeah, exactly. I don't the, know what the, it is. The Cleveland yeah. non, the Cleveland non-natives. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> take <laughs> out take out the native and keep the land. That's yeah. pretty much it. <laughs> and, and so you know this Kansas City football team is one of the few teams that's fighting yeah. That they're fighting to uh, know racism is a part of the American tradition. And by God, you know, God's right that we can be racist on Sunday if we want to. And so we're going to keep our team name. Because my biggest argument is that anytime you watch a Kansas City football team game, and I thought this was true too for the Washington team, yeah, is that when they show video of the crowd, yeah, I believe that they're very careful so that they don't show fans that are like like white fans or black fans yeah. that might like have a war bonnet on or that might have a tomahawk, a tomahawk in their yeah. hands. Like they, they do their best to not show the racist part of yeah. that fan base. And, and so, you know, I, I think that it's unfortunate that a big public league like this Still allows racism, yeah, within their league, and would, so would you call it racism? I think it's racism. I don't think it's racism. I think it's racism. I I, I seriously doubt it would be racism. I I think it's racism. I don't think ignorance is an excuse to be racist. Okay, so what? What? Because because like like this. This is how I think about okay. it. Okay, right? because you know we're we're pretty big alcoholics out here, right? Yeah, yeah. And then so you know you go out, you get drunk, you do something stupid, right? Yeah. Like you you slap your girlfriend. Or you sleep with the wrong partner. Yeah. You get in trouble for something. Yeah. And then our argument is always, well, well because I was drunk. Yeah. That's why I did it. If I if I wasn't intoxicated, yeah. I would never have done that. Yeah. I believe that that's not an excuse. That even if you're drunk and you do the crime, 
you're still guilty of it uh-huh. because then at the end of the day it's like well you shouldn't have got drunk then you would have never have done that and then with these racist stuff it's like because a lot of them they think oh we're honoring you we're yeah. honoring yeah the native people yeah by dressing up as you yeah and by but then like there's smarter ways to honor people it's yeah. like you learn something about the culture or you give to a philanthropy that supports that culture in those communities but we're too lazy to do that. We mm-hmm. don't want to do that. It's easier for us just to pop in Peter Pan. Oh, this is how the Indians dressed up in Peter Pan. So I'm going to dress like that. Yeah. When the Kansas City football team plays, because that's my way of honoring. And it's like a real American way of honoring, because then the American way is lazy. The American way is ignorant. And the American way is... Eurocentric, yeah, and so you know, it. it I guess that, that would legitimate be a real American way of honoring our people. You know, I I don't see it as racism. Like you know, racism is where you're you're hating towards a, a different race. You're hating because you don't like the color of that skin. That's mm-hmm. what racism is. That's prejudice. That's yeah. That's basically what racism is. That, that's prejudice. Yeah, racism fuels. Prejudice, yeah, but I don't think they're exactly the same. Oh, it is. The, I, I think I think it it has to play on bo- both the uh-huh. same in order for for racism to work like that. So I think that you know, if for, in order for us to stop racism, we have to change our clothes because you know these are <laughs> these are white man's clothes here. These are we're we're dishonoring their culture for wearing. Uh, white man's clothes. So, so you're saying we to have fight to fight racism. We all have to get naked. We all have to basically wear our own clothes, like our own handmade clothes. Like Hopi makes their own clothes. So we have to go back to that whole thing like that. Because right now we're still in that prejudice part where we're like making fun of them by wearing their their clothes. You know, I had this idea when I was growing up that I wanted to start a clothing line. Yeah. And if I started a clothing line, the clothing line was going to be called, it would be the letter U. Uh-huh. And then it would be the letter C. Uh-huh. U-C. <laughs> U-C. <laughs> and then the logo would be that. It would It'll be, be just a, a clothes <laughs> and a C. And that would be the name of my clothing line, U-C. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a pretty good idea. And this is documented. So I swear to God, if anybody out there steals my idea, I'm going to see you. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I already stole it. but like you know like i don't think that wearing a war bonnet even if you're white is racism Mm -hmm. i think it's just more of like you know hey this is it's a sports and they're not going around every day wearing the war bonnet they're going Mm -hmm. towards they're going to a football game to wear that they're not going to be wearing it like you know at at grocery stores or wearing it at other ceremonies they're not wearing it, uh, you know, at, at, at their school uh, pageant, their kids' school pageant, you know, th- those type of things like that. It's it's basically because they're just looking at a ba- uh, football team and then wearing that because because they are the ones who portrayed it as that. You know, it's oh, hey, wear a war bonnet, <laughs> wear a war bonnet on 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 Sunday. You know, wear a war that's, bonnet on Sunday. That's a classic male reservation man excuse it's like well you shouldn't have talked back to me then i wouldn't have slapped you (laughs) that that's like the exact same argument but i mean i i guess you know and that's i think that's i I don't think that's that's racism though that's what i it is well no it's not racism it's just it's just a sporting event because it made it so you know you're not 
you're not going out there and making fun of natives. You're just making fun of the other team. So, so you think that the cartoons that came out in the 80s, the 90s, that portrayed black people in a real stereotypical fashion, yeah. you think that's not racist? No, I don't think that's racist. It's not hating on them. It is hating on them. I don't think that's them. hating it on them. It is hating on them. It's hating on them because then as, as people who think of themselves as a domineering culture. Yeah. That they see all other cultures as inferior. Yeah. So they believe that they have the right to characterize the other cultures. Yeah. And it's okay to them. Yeah. And that's racist. And, you know, I, if you go out to the reservation, like the real reservation yeah. and well, say you know, that. I, I've learned that a lot of people out here aren't too smart. So, <laughs> Okay. So this, this is a real life thing. So um, I was, I was at the, at the, you know, at the post office. This happened like years ago, like, mm-hmm. you know, years ago. Mm-hmm. And so this, you know, a, a bus came and it was, it housed, it housed like what, like 12 white people. Mm-hmm. And they saw me. They uh-huh. saw me, and they were like, "I was like the only native that they kind of saw at the first first thing." And they so they stopped me, and they said that, "Hey, uh, can we tour your village?" Yeah, you know. And I said, "Yeah, go ahead." Yes, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I don't care. I don't care. It's, you know, I live here. You know. And so they they were asking me. It's like, so do you know anybody that will give us information about the village? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. What do you need to know? It's like, you know, then, then I started, you know, talking about that whole thing, like what the village is, what the village name is. And then they said that, Hell, do you have a native name? And I said, yeah. So I told them my native name and there's like, Oh my God, that's so nice. You pronounce it again. So they're recording me mm-hmm. so they can hear that again. And it's like that. Then they asked me, this is what they asked me. It's like, um, what do we call you guys? Yeah. And then there's like, what's the correct term to call you guys? Yeah. Do we call you indigenous? Do we call you native? Do we, oh, God. Do we call you? And I, I said that. I don't care what you call us. You know, just call me by my first name. My name is Carl. And they said that. No, no, no. Like, what do we call your people? It was yeah. like, call us Hopis. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like, what do we call you guys like as a whole? Yep. It's like Hopi. You're on the Hopi reservation. Just call us Hopis. And so they were very confused of like being like they were trying to not be stereotypical of like calling us just Indians. Yeah. And I said that while we don't care, we don't care what you call us because we're not interested in being politically correct. We're here because we do our own things. Like we're we're here because we do our traditions. We're not out there fighting because. Do you realize? Do you realize that throughout the history of native peoples, yeah, native nations and their interactions with the federal government, yeah, that it's a result of people like you that the reason why so much land has been taken, uh-huh. that so much encroachment has been made on the federal government, because yeah. this is what happens: is that the federal government comes, yeah, and they recognize that, oh, this belongs to a certain tribe. Yeah. Let's get them to sign this paper. Yeah. To say, we're going to give this much of our land to the federal government. Yeah. As our contribution. Yeah. And so they find somebody like you that doesn't know any better, that ends up being the representation for the entire tribe, uh-huh. signs away three quarters of the land. Yeah. And then that's the reason why... A lot of this land theft 
has occurred throughout the reservation. So and thank you, Carl. Th- th- thank you so, for the people like you that are out there. So I that said, has caused us all this problem. So I said that I don't really care because we're not out there being active about like who who's going to be politically correct. Like we don't really care because we're Hopi and we know that we're Hopi. We live here and we do our own traditional things here. We're not out there trying to be politically correct for everybody out there. We're not trying to take our culture and say that here, I'm showing you my culture here. We don't do that. You know, we don't, we're not the ones that were, we're saying that, Hey, you guys should honor us because this is who we are. No, we're, we're here doing our own thing because that's what Hopi does for time and memorial. You know, we're here because we've done it so many times, so many years, and we're trying, we're trying to do that. We're trying to keep that tradition alive rather than going out and say that, Hey, white people, this is who we are. Honor us. Don't be racist to us. Forget them, man. Forget all of that. We're here. Let's do our own thing. I'm, I'm saying that I'm, I do my own thing because that's what I do. I'm not out there saying that, hey, you should call us, you know, Native Americans or mm-hmm. you should call us Indigenous Heritage Day mm-hmm. Indians or, you know, oh, you, you should call us by these. I don't care what you call us. Just as long as you know that we exist and know that you're going to honor us and know that you can respect what we do then that's it. It stays at that at that level there. I'm not going to be initiating all the white people out there saying that, hey, you want to get you know to know the Hopi way, mm-hmm. let me initiate you guys. No, mm-hmm. if you guys want to tour the village, uh-huh. go ahead. You know, it's just a village. It's like it's basically like going down Hollywood uh, Boulevard and saying I, seeing all I, the I know that I'll get a lot of uh hate for not saying this, but Carl, I do have to say that that's a very ignorant take. I think that it's a very I don't think it's non, ignorant non thought out I don't think that I don't think that's ignorant in a I, way I think that that's a poor representation of natives all throughout and so I pray to God that no more bus tours <laughs> that you're the first person that they meet so I'll I'll just I'll just leave that there No I don't think that's ignorant I don't think that's uh, an, an 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 ignorant thing I think it's just if you guys know like just basically like um like Irish people right Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not out there being a, you know, an Irish kiss me because I'm Irish kind of thing. Yeah. Because that's their, you know, the, the well, culture. You're not Irish at all. Yeah, exactly. So, so why would you be out there? Yeah, exactly. Saying then that you're Irish. Why would, why would, why would uh, white people come out here and say that, hey, I want to tour your village? Just the same thing as like, hey, can I tour your, your, uh, your other village? Like your, the Irish village, you know, uh-huh. you guys do all of that same things. If uh-huh. I, if I honor you, if I just say that, hey, you guys, I'm not going to be an Irish man. I just want to know what you guys do, who you guys are, and I'll leave it as that. Mm-hmm. And if they mm-hmm. say that, yeah, go ahead, go ahead and do that. Just make sure that you don't, uh, you know, take. Uh, make sure you don't take my uh, take my sheep home, you know. <laughs> and that's the same thing that I said to them too. Is like, you know, yeah, you guys can go ahead and tour the village. Mm-hmm. It's not up to me, you know. I just, I just <laughs> if live it's here. Not up to you. Then why did you say it was okay? <laughs> Because it's not up to me. It's just like, yeah, go ahead. There's so much contradiction. This is like, go ahead. In, in go your, ahead. In, like in a... what you're saying. <laughs> and, you know, I, I'm sure that you've pissed a lot of people off. Oh, now. no, I don't oh. think I've. I, I and, think I pissed off all the I'll, urban Indians. I'll, I'll hear there. about it. I'll, I'll hear I think, about it. I, so think the you, urban, I think the urban thank Indians. Thank you for making this episode a little bit more difficult than it was. I think I, think I pissed off all the urban natives out there because... If you guys just want to come home, just come home. It's easy to do that. Just come home. Come on, man. 
Just do that. It's, it's not. It's not a hard thing to do. <laughs> well, you know, we 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 are running out of time, and that act that that conversation <laughs> actually went a lot longer than I thought because then you know I did want to reiterate kind of some of the things from from the episode that'll never see the the day of light because you know in talking to our yeah. Yes, and I actually do hope we get him to come on for a future episode so he can kind of share what some of the things that he shared. But, you know, he did give a big shout out, I remember. And I kind of want to re- reiterate this okay. shout out because then, like you're saying, if it wasn't for Columbus, yeah, we wouldn't have Indigenous Peoples yeah. Day. Yeah. And because we had this great experience at the Western Navajo Fair, which was thanks to our, our, our guy, Jeremy Baca. But... And then he also said that there's an individual out there. We started to call him the Fair Father. Yeah. And so a big shout out to the Fair Father, and that is uh, Mike Sixkiller. Mike Sixkiller. And so, you know, Jeremy did lay it to us that uh, Mike Sixkiller is a huge reason why the Western Fair is is as big as it is. Yeah. And why all the cool things that happen. Because then we did talk about it at the beginning is that, you know, Tuba is a small town. But then he got acts like Nelly, Juvenile, these platinum selling artists. He had Maya out there and they were able to perform in this town. And then I remember also seeing that, you know, there was a Facebook post from a guy who was from Window Rock. Yeah. And he was really praising the fair in Tuba. And he was saying that, you know, I really wish that in my own town, Window Rock, because, you know, Window Rock's the capital of the Navajo Nation. Yeah. He was saying that, you know, because we are the capital of the Navajo Nation, we should be having the biggest the fairs, bigger headlines. the biggest yeah. and bestest fairs. But he was saying that, you know, I was disappointed because even in my own town, when they have these concerts, that they're in literal corrals. And so the people <laughs> are there standing in horse shit while they're listening to Juvenile back that ass up. And so instead of backing that ass up, they're backing it into what came out of the <laughs> behind part. And, you know, real makeshift stage. But yeah. then out here in Tubaluck, we mentioned they got the big amphitheater yeah real legit stuff and we talked about how big and nice the green rooms were and then like that headline acts people yeah. artists that people actually know like i was a huge nelly fan growing up and then so when nelly came into town in 2019 that i was so excited i was there me and the res famous wife i got some really good pictures and so that was a really cool thing to be in my own hometown where you and i both grew up to be there and then to have such a big act like Nelly there. And so, you know, that was one of the big shout outs that Jeremy gave in our last podcast. And hopefully we can bring Jeremy back on. But big, huge shout out to Mike Sixkiller and the whole team, the whole team that uh, coordinated the Western Navajo Fair and the Doobie Gathering. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, like like without without the, uh, you know, BIA being created, we wouldn't have these fairs. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to them you know shout out to the bia for making this happen <laughs> and you gotta you gotta have to say that's correct you have to say it because without that we would still be in uh cow patties well well that's according to herschel clark so <laughs> if we're incorrect on that you go look for that guy <laughs> but again uh you know thank you for listening to carl and j-man i know that the past episode and i'm still trying to this day trying to get that episode because it was a great episode like you know i might you know everything was great you know uh jeremy baka we you he was his he was on top he was on top game carl's just kissing ass because in hopes that we get invited back next year but i actually think that it probably costs the fair money to yeah. bring us on and sorry we didn't, we didn't generate any dollars <laughs> whatsoever 
But anyway, if you've gotten this far, thank you for listening to uh, us rant about our different things and our different styles of uh, thinking. Because if you are a white man, you only celebrate Native Heritage Day. If you're a real, if you're a real, if you're a real Hopi, you don't care about that stuff. If you're a real Hopi, you don't care. You don't give a two. You don't give two cents about that kind of things. But thank you again. If you guys want to donate something, go to Anchor.fm slash CJ Podcast eighty five to become a monthly uh, subscriber. It's four ninety nine or nine ninety nine a month. Or if you want to donate a dollar or more, go to BuyMeACoffee.com slash CJ Podcast to donate one dollar or more. If I wasn't afraid of your soul, I'd slap you right now. <laughs> And if you're not following us on our social media accounts, you can find us on Facebook. Look for us on Instagram. If you're not following us on Instagram, we are doing a special giveaway at 1,000 followers. And we are very close. I think that we're less than 30 followers away on our Instagram to get to 1,000. And don't forget, you can find that live Western Navajo Fair podcast episode on our Instagram. We are also on Twitter and YouTube. And if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to give us a five-star review. And I think that's it, Carl. All right. Well, thank you for listening to Carl and J-Man Save the World Podcast. My name is Carl, and this is my best friend, J-Man. So long, quack, quack.